Sports Central with Adrian Abraham on Money FM 89.3. It's Money FM 89.3, and joining me back on the show for her second appearance is Sarah Pong, Singaporean pro tennis player. Sarah, welcome back. Thanks for having me, Adrian. It's been quite a while since we last spoke, and of course, times were very different. I was able to, you know, see you face to face and um, interview you about your, uh, you know, story and your life on tour and so many other things as well. Some of your, you know, favorite foods in Singapore. But, you know, so much has changed just in the past week when restrictions have to, you know, be tightened because of a surge in COVID-19 cases. But a big tennis event coming up, the French Open, Roland Garros kicks off once again. We'll be focusing on the women's singles for today's conversation. Serena Williams is chasing this elusive 24th Grand Slam title. She last won a Grand Slam, which was in 2017, actually. So it's been quite a while since she won. How do you think she will fare at this year's edition? Serena hasn't played a tournament since the Australian Open. It's been about three months in her last debut on on clay was at the Italian Open. She recently, in the Italian challenger Parma, she lost second round. So as is with Federer, who's coming back from a long hiatus, it takes time to get used to a different surface. And, you know, just the playing rhythm and momentum of tournament matches is not as smooth. So, I mean, if she's losing second round, it might be quite a bit of work before she thinks about winning the French right now compared to other players like Sabalenka, or even Iga Swiatek, who's playing very, very good tennis on clay right now. Yeah, she'll be 40 this year. And I guess all the neutrals, actually everyone wants her to reach this 24th Grand Slam title. It's been a very long time since she won the French Open as well. 2015, she last won the French Open. And of course, she still plays great tennis, but there are a lot of other candidates waiting to get their hands on the title. I think what makes women's tennis really interesting is you see multiple winners across the Grand Slams as well. It's not one or two dominating besides Serena, of course. You know, who else have you got your eye on ahead of the French Open? Well, as I said, like Sabalenka has been playing very good tennis. She's made the finals of the last three clay tournaments she's played. I think Iga is playing a very, very strong game. It was quite a masterclass seeing her destroy Pliskova in the finals of the last clay event. And she played like absolute stellar tennis, 6-0, 6-0 at that level on finals. What I found most interesting was how she systematically and methodologically <laughs> destroyed Pliskova. And you could see how her dominance started getting into Pliskova's head. That was really lovely to see. And, and I've not seen someone play that aggressive and at the same time that safe clay game as Iga has. So I'm not surprised that she won the French last year, even though she was very much an underdog. But yeah, she seems to have refined the game. She's faster on court. She's more aggressive. She's stepping in. But at the same time, she's playing with margins and she's playing with a really heavy spin, which just jumps up. And usually on the from the camera angles on top of the court, you can't really see much of that. But you can see that even from that angle, which is testament to the amount of aggression that she puts on the ball. What about someone like Naomi Osaka? Will she able to, you know, crack it at the French Open? She's incredible during the hardcourt season. If she wants to get to the level of your Serena's and so on, she has to crack it at that level. I saw this funny meme <laughs> the other day on Osaka and Medvedev on hardcourt. They are like tigers, absolute monsters. 
And then on clear, they're like puppies <laughs> because the surface just neutralizes a lot of their type of power. So I think for Osaka, it would be hard for her to win the French honesty just because you have a lot more players who are a lot more seasoned with the surface and they move better and they can uh, find those angles with better ease. But the thing is, you know, there's always surprises when it comes to women's Grand Slams. You always get a different winner besides your Serena's, as I've mentioned earlier, which is why it makes it so much more interesting than the men's game at times, because there's always a different winner. While the men's is dominated by, you know, Nadal, Federer and Djokovic in the women's, it's anyone's game. We're in conversation with Sarah Pong, Singaporean professional tennis player. We've previewed the women's singles at the French Open, but let's talk a little bit about you. What have you been up to, you know, since we last spoke? And of course, a lot has changed since then. But have you been uh, getting back on court and preparing yourself for the new season? Or have you been taking a breather? I think it's been a, almost a year since we last spoke, Adrian. It's funny because yeah, obviously COVID has been going berserk across the world. But I think I've been home this past 12, 13 months. And uh, I think it's been very momentous, actually, because people go like, oh, you know, you can't play tournaments. You're not on the road. Like, how's it going? How's it going? And honestly, it doesn't really change the matter of what I do. The training doesn't stop. I've actually used this time to totally break down and rebuild my game. And uh, I think about two months ago, I played my first tournament in 13 months. And it was just the local nationals. And I was really, uh, my coach uh, was really very happy with the progress that was made according to the specific goals that we had set out. And it's just been seismic in, in the shifts that I've been undergoing. I've also started working with a new coach this past year and, and he's been extremely helpful in helping me change the way I think about a lot of things. And at this level, it's really mental more than anything else. So I've been very thankful for that. And of course, like, you know, just been the consistent grind of working on my fundraising and, you know, finding the support to keep playing and competing. Because when the gates start opening, there is no time to, in Chinese, we say, hold the Buddha's leg at the last moment. You know, there's no time for a last minute devotion. It's really an accumulative of all the hard work you've put in consistently through the months. So yeah, it's been actually very busy. That's been like, yeah, I follow you on Instagram, of course, and I see that besides a lot of training, you enjoy your local delicacies as well, your trips to the Hawker Centre. Like I said, a lot has changed, but you actually got to see some live tennis in Singapore a few months ago. What was that like? That was really interesting. Yeah, I was talking to Gilbert Ng, who was the technical tournament director, and he used to be our general manager for the Singapore Tennis Association. Now, telling him what a stellar tournament I felt that they pulled off. I think Sports Singapore also really, in collaboration, did a fantastic job. Because if I'm not wrong, we got the license to the ATP 250 just uh, three weeks before the Australian Open started. For someone who's like you know helped organize the WTA finals, like it really is a lot of work pulling together a tournament a well-run internationally known tournament with the right camera aesthetics with a fantastic ball kid team. I was telling uh, Gilbert that, you know, you can tell the quality of a tournament from a spectator's perspective by how well-trained your ball kids are. And I think our ball kids were really well-trained. You could see them very sharp, very, very smart on their lines, on their moves, in responding to the players. And that really is testament to what quality they could have pulled off last minute. So I was very um, pleased with that. And it was nice to see Singapore's tennis scene meeting the world stage at a tournament like that. It's a shame we didn't have as many spectators, but that's just the nature of COVID and hopefully it will ease up for next year. And maybe we would be able to invite 
higher level tournaments, maybe at ATP 500 or ATP 1000 eventually. Yeah, very well put, Sarah. Of course, it was a great spectacle and something refreshing during this incredibly difficult time. I know both of us who love sport in general cannot wait to be back in stadiums once more and to witness all the action firsthand. We've been in conversation with Sarah Pong, Singaporean professional tennis player. Thank you so much, Sarah, for previewing the French Open with me and telling me a little bit more about your life and what you've been up to. Thanks, Adrian. It's a pleasure. To listen to more great interviews, download our podcasts at moneyfm893.sg or download our audio app. That's A-W-E-D-I-O. Available on Google Play or the App Store.